0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer right next to me in Somerset, Kentucky. <laughs> next to me. How's it going, man?
1: It's going great, dude. How are you doing?
0: I'll tell you what, man. I had a good Christmas time. had a good New Year's. And uh, I cannot wait for the rest of 2024.
1: Is life How's looking that- up?
0: Life looks good, man. Life is good. You know, it, it's pretty cool when you're working somewhere, and you've only worked there since September, and they give you a raise.
1: Oh, wow. A raise already? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty well, cool, right? I'll tell you this. Our governor here in Kentucky got reelected on one thing, and it was getting teachers an 11% raise. Now, it's only been a few months, but my paycheck has not went up any.
0: Really? Huh. Yeah.
1: Weird, weird mean how a
0: politician this, might have lied?
1: <laughs> weird. It's weird how those politics work. Ain't it? I'm going to just be <laughs> patient. I can't even believe it. But you know what? I've I can't been, even believe it. <laughs> I've been being patient for years. What's another, I don't know, whenever the next election is, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, what does it matter? I, I mean, it's only everybody money. knows once you become the big YouTube backpacking podcast sensation that you are, like, it won't matter anyways. You're gonna be making
1: millions. Well, some do call me the king of Kentucky backpacking. Now, I I have not endorsed it, but some some do say that. I don't. <laughs> I've never I've never heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never called you that ever. You know, um, some people they're just listening right now, but I will tell you, Spiffy Jeremiah is back. Check out the fit, man. Look at this.
0: I see that, man. It's oh, it's yeah. school teacher Jeremiah. School yeah. teacher Jeremiah is here with us
1: today. <laughs> well, I came straight from school, straight into my second job, the backpacking podcast.
0: Well, your better job.
1: Yeah. Well, I love them both. You know, one pays more than the other. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I,
0: I would say that same same thing about my, yeah. my personal you know, second job as but well. But
1: one of them, I get to talk about anything I want. You know. And the other one, we talk about backpacking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Keep paying your taxes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I got a little update for you here, dude. You know, you uh-huh. last last time we talked, I think that you're having a little bit of truck trouble. Is you still doing fine?
0: Oh, dude. So so crazy thing. It was I mean, for people who don't know, I was I was driving to work and uh, pulled down at a stoplight, and all of a sudden my truck jerked, and a thing came up, said that Stabilitrack track had turned off and traction control turned off and that it was going to, um, reduce engine power. Mm-hmm. And so all I could drive was 15 miles an hour, basically put a governor on me. Yeah. And so I drove home, read some stuff online, realized I could restart the vehicle and take off again. And so I did, I drove to work, uh, ended up going to an auto parts store and having them run the computer real quick on it. Found out it was just a sensor that's on the engine. So instead of paying 250 bucks for someone else to do it, it was a nice day. It was like in the mid-50s out. I just put it on myself. Truck's been running fine ever since. Matter of fact, it's never run so good.
1: Well, I haven't been so lucky, my friend.
0: Oh, no. You've had more truck trouble?
1: Oh, man. Dude, so, so the last time that we were together, like face-to-face, I was driving yeah. my wife's car. Because yeah. my truck was in the shop and it sat in the shop all through Christmas, all through the new year. The shop the guys at the shop all got the flu. They closed down. And oh, and man. then also you had multiple holidays in there, right? Christmas and right. then New Year's. So finally, after weeks of waiting, I got an update. Um, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. You be the judge. Needs a new engine. I have one ordered oh. right now. It is hopefully on the way, and it'll be here, and I'll be driving my truck here in about two and a half weeks after the engine comes in, but, oh, man. And I, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> the warranty's not there anymore. The warranty is there. The warranty, it, it is up in March, and uh, the warranty company, Wow. they're covering... worth of repairs, and then I'm out, you know, two or three grand depending on how much labor and stuff. But I'll tell you, I went through our comments, and word on the street from Jacob Poucher is we have Chevy problems. It is a GM issue, and I responded to his comments. But he suggested buying, um, let's see, what, what brand of vehicle did he say? I can't remember. I had to look on her comments. It was like but,
0: Ford or Dodge or something.
1: Well, he was a big advocate that uh, our problem is that we bought GMs, and th- and that's kind of our own fault. We should have known better. So, uh, hey, Jacob,
0: I got two hundred and <laughs> I got two hundred and two thousand miles on my truck, dude. I I think I'm doing fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope they continue a, to run.
0: At this point, I'm on house money with that truck. The way I see it.
1: <laughs> well, the way how I how many see people it?
0: drive vehicles till they have two hundred thousand miles on them?
1: I say if if I put a new engine in it, then maybe I'm going to get another two hundred thousand,
0: yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to taking care of it and and knowing the things that you're supposed to do with it, like I said, <laughs> I mean all all was for me it was it was a throttle position sensor. Have you even heard of that?
1: uh yeah, I think that actually my wife's car, it wouldn't hurt to replace that.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, all it does is it controls the airflow into your engine. Yeah. And, and so my gas mileage was crap and I couldn't figure out what was going on and, uh, replace that. And what it was, I had too rich of a gas mixture in my, in my, of ov- air, my oven in my <laughs> engine. And so that, that was my whole problem. So that now it idles better. It drives better. It accelerates better. It doesn't jerk around much and jump all over the place. And yeah, it's doing great.
1: Well, let me read you here what he said, and then then we'll move on because I got some other stuff that I think that'd be fun to talk about.
0: Let's talk about it.
1: Jacob Poucher, and I quote: "Sounds like J.K. has got a Chevy Silverado or GMC. You guys got GM problems. Also, one hundred dollars for labor is normal these days, and also not all TPS are the same. You got fortunate you have a GM and not a Honda or Toyota, for example. I'll tell you, I borrowed a vehicle." off of my uh, mom and her husband, and it yeah. is like, a <laughs> dude, I'm driving right now, and I am so thankful, by the way, that I have a vehicle to drive because I thought I was going to have to drive the motorcycle, and I don't know if you've looked at the weather, but we're looking at single digits here. So Yeah, it's
0: supposed to get down to 9 degrees, I think, <laughs> uh, next week.
1: Yeah, so I don't know when people are listening to this, but there may be snow on the ground in Kentucky as you're hearing it, but, yeah, the motorcycle does not work. In single digits. I think I think it would work, but just not for me. But I'm driving a... <laughs> well, I'm,
0: the motorcycle works. You riding, it doesn't work. Yes,
1: I, even with all heated gear. But I'm driving like a 93 right. Chevy Tracker right now, dude. This thing is shorter than my wife's car. You can whip it anywhere you want, dude. It turns on a dime. I've never had a better turning vehicle.
0: When you get out of it, do people like line up and watch it? You got you get out of the clown car. Is that well, what it looks
1: like? here's what's funny, man. This this vehicle it's it's old, it's beat up, it's been repaired, and you know, but it still runs and everything. I get out. Look at me. <laughs> I get out. If I say so myself looking like a million bucks, but then you see what I get out of, and you're like, "Yep, I don't know if this <laughs> You know what
0: I think when you say that? <laughs> what? I see how he can afford to look like a million bucks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's got a haircut. He's got his beard trimmed. He's got <laughs> a tie like on. He decided
0: I'm gonna look good. I don't care about the vehicle I drive.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long once you get in the building, nobody knows what you're driving.
0: Can I tell you though? I I know a lot of millionaires. <sighs> yeah. Oddly enough, I know a lot of millionaires. A lot of them drive old pickup trucks.
1: You know, I think I only know one or two. And dude, one of them. He drives or did drive, I think he just gave it to his son. It was like a 91 Dually yeah. Ford. And I was like, yeah. "Well, now we see. You got to make certain sacrifices to get ahead in different areas sometimes. And I I don't know. I'm I'm just a lowly teacher here, so I'm not swimming in money, but it doesn't hurt to uh, have a paid off vehicle and and drive it for 20 years and save all that money."
0: Oh, I know. I know. Well, I will tell you, um I did something recently uh the the church i'm working at has a business account with verizon mm-hmm. and i was able to buy outright an iphone 15 pro for half price
1: no way dude
0: my hey, dude right here
1: oh, look at you have you tried it's out the thing?
0: oh man it's kind of insane
1: oh yeah it's kind it's of
0: tr- it's the thing i like though is uh it's got it's got C on it so I won't even lie. I bought it for backpacking purposes.
1: Well, dude, because somebody now
0: I don't need any charger but a USB C when I go out in the backcountry.
1: Yeah, somebody had commented that also. You know, I, we talked about me. I got a, a phone. You know, same thing as you. And um, they said that they could charge other stuff with that USB C from the phone to other. Yeah, other in case equipment. of emergency, you can. Yeah, like their headlamp or something like that. Backpacking, so if you're just going on an overnighter and you don't want to take a battery pack your headlamp or something dies. You, if you, as long as you had the cord, apparently, and this is them, not me, I haven't tried it, but apparently you can juice up, you know, something small off that phone battery in emergency situation.
0: I mean, you can help somebody else have phone battery off of it. I mean, like if, I, if you brought your phone and my phone, we could set mine up to charge your phone.
1: You know, I still don't understand the wireless charging. How through the air is my I wirelessly charge my phone uh, every single magnets, day.
0: though. It's not through the air. It's just okay. through magnets. So the contact. It so, has to have contact.
1: Yeah. But there's still being energy transferred from one place to another without, like, a piece of wire in between. It still blows my mind.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's magnets. I mean, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, and somebody else said...
0: Magnetic induction.
1: <clears throat> you know, you, you've had a phone ruined on trail because of water. Oh, yeah. um, somebody had commented bring a wireless charge pad or like I have a battery bank that you just set your phone on and it charges wirelessly. But they said, then you don't have to worry about getting water in the port. You know, if you know for a fact that you're going on a trip and it's going to be like three days of rain, consider bringing that heavier charge pad. Cause I have like a little one, you know, it's a little circle mm-hmm. and uh, it wouldn't weigh that much more, but not a bad idea, honestly.
0: It's not a bad idea, but the only, the only issue you have is if you accidentally knock it off of the charger yep. throughout the night or when you're charging it. And it's a lot of those chargers can be finicky too, unless you buy a really expensive one. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just the slightest move and they will, they'll stop charging.
1: Dude. I have this one that, uh, you know, you put it on there and then it's got like straps around each corner of your phone. And, Oh
0: yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: the last trip I went on, I went to uh, big South fork with a few of my friends and I left that in the vehicle and, you know, the day whenever we walked back out after being out in the woods for two or three days, that was absolutely perfect. Having that battery pack there to juice up my phone on the way back home. Oh, yeah. Mm, works great. Speaking yeah, of. I'm,
0: I'm looking forward to, I'm really having fun with this phone so far. I mean, it's it's insanely powerful.
1: Oh, yeah. They're really good. And one of the best things about having a new phone is a new battery in there. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah the negative of it is you've got to put in all your passwords again
1: so yours didn't just copy over
0: some of them it did okay but like anything there were a lot of things like our spotify for podcasters account which by mm-hmm. the way that's been one of our sponsors for our on onla- our uh, audio podcast for a long time mm-hmm. um I, I had to do all that over again so oh,
1: it's yeah, not so that man. too
0: bad the only thing i can't get into jeremiah is our google account you and i could talk about that later <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it off air. Have you, uh, you know, we was talking about these batteries. Have you seen all these videos of the Cybertrucks getting stuck? No. Oh, my God. I love it. You need to, like, so Google. people are
0: finally getting their Cybertrucks? Oh,
1: there's, there's many Cybertrucks out there now, and it, they are testing them. They're taking them mudding. They're taking them. I see one trying to drive through the snow. Absolutely couldn't make it. I mean, it... You need to just Google, like, Cybertruck Stuck and watch some of the videos. Well,
0: aren't they just made for the road anyways? They're not really off-road trucks, are they?
1: Well, they they integrated software where you could, like, raise and lower to get more clearance. They have, like, off-road uh, and off-road, I guess, it's like a mode really? that you put it in. Yeah, that's supposed to be able to drive in whatever, sand, mud.
0: So you can look mm. like you have a spaceship made out of tinfoil going off-road?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. i seen the... I've seen, like, memes, the pictures of the car made in the 80s, and it looks just like the Cybertruck.
0: Yeah, it looks like Back to the Future. It looks like a truck DeLorean.
1: Well, I'm hating on it, but it costs as much as a house. I, I don't think I'm ever going to own one unless I hit the I don't lottery. I own one.
0: Honestly, I mean, I think we're still about 10, 15 years away from, as far as it goes with trucks. Yeah. Electric trucks actually being worth it. Like cars are great. I've got a friend who's got a Tesla, and uh, he drives that thing all over the place. It gets killer mileage, and that thing takes off so fast.
1: I still haven't ridden in one. Yeah,
0: they're pretty insane.
1: um, I I do think that we don't have – I think you're right. We're like 10 to 15 years away, but we don't have the infrastructure for the electric cars yet. And I saw – I watched – let's see, Ryan Trahan, I think is his YouTube channel. He's, he's yeah. got a really big following. He's a young guy, and I, I seen him do a road trip. We may already talked about this. He went from, like, Texas to some northern state, and it was supposed to take, whatever, eight, ten hours, and it took, like, 20-something hours or something ridiculous because – it and
0: stopped he, to charge his, his car.
1: Yeah, and the cold sucked the battery. So it would be like you got 300 miles, but then you only actually had like 180 miles before you had to stop. Right. And then you'd have to detour and go to a charge or supercharge or whatever. But uh, hopefully in the next, you know, five to ten years, then they can get the infrastructure down for that too and then make them more economical. I wouldn't mind having a little extra vehicle that I could zip around town in that was electric or hybrid. Because that's kind of their purpose. I don't think they're really designed to do cross-country trips, especially where you got to stop and recharge.
0: And if you're going backpacking, I wouldn't take a Tesla because you've been to some of those trailheads. Yeah, You're not going to find an electric charging station anywhere near there. No, definitely not.
1: But speaking of uh, going backpacking, dude, I recently took this trip. We went to uh, Big South Fork. I thought maybe I could tell you a little bit about it because you're familiar with the area, right?
0: I love the Big South Fork.
1: Okay, well, we started, you been to Twin Arches before? Mm, no. Oh my gosh, I gotta take you down there, dude. So, you if do. anybody wants to see, you can go check out my Instagram, Jeremiah Stringer Hikes, but I posted a few pictures from the trip, me and a few guys went, and the highlights were Twin Arches, Cherry Creek Lodge, which I want to talk to you about.
0: Oh, I love Cherry Creek Lodge. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the suspension bridge there next to it, we camped at Jake's Place, and we went and checked out a couple of things that were kind of close by. One was called Slave Falls and the other was called Needle Arch. So yeah, I know those. Yeah. We went to uh, Twin Arches and parked and then went over the hill and checked out. Um, well, Twin Arches is actually like a mile in from the trailhead. Okay. So we parked there and walked down. Dude, these Twin Arches like 70, 80 feet tall. And Really? Yeah, and there's a few different paths to get down there, but one path, you literally walk across the arch and then take stairs down, and then you can see both arches. You're talking about two oh, gigantic cool. arches and perfect place to uh, watch a sunset or sunrise and one of the only places around there that you're going to get cell phone service. <laughs> so, well,
0: and, and that's awesome. That's awesome. People don't realize Kentucky, as far as it goes with arches, mm-hmm. Kentucky notoriously has arches everywhere. Yeah, people think of arches a lot of time, like in uh, Utah and places like that, like in deserts. And but man, the ones that we have here in Kentucky are just insane. Yeah, absolutely insane.
1: Those are just across the Tennessee border. So I don't know if they technically qualify, but dude, the whole Daniel Boone National Forest—I bet you could go off-trailing every day for the rest of your life and not find, find all the. Yeah, dude, it's absolutely crazy, but. Um, me and three other people, one of them, you know, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. I try to get out with him as often as I can, but, uh, we had, I headed mean, he out. doesn't
0: have many years left, so I mean, you got to get out with dad while you can. <laughs> so.
1: he, he is 50 now, right? I mean, hey, shut up. <laughs> maybe he's 51, maybe. <laughs> no, I think he's 50. I think that he turned 50 on Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, we're, we're the same age.
1: And I don't know if you saw, he started a new Facebook account. Yes, did you he see did. it? Yeah. yep. yep. <laughs> the last trip that we were on, I said, "He said, dude, I don't know what else I can do to get this Facebook back." I said, "Nothing. You're gonna have to make a new one. That's that's like the only thing you can do." He said, yeah, they don't." But care. The nice
0: thing is, there's probably people that were uh, that were following him and stuff that he wasn't crazy about, and so now they they're not following him anymore.
1: Hey, that's true. Burn some I mean, bridges, it, could be, but, it could
0: be a win. Of course, if they're listening to this podcast right now, they might start following.
1: What's funny so, is... Please do. Please do. His, his Backpacking with Jason account didn't get suspended, but he can't access it. But he can post to it, but he can't interact with anybody. So I think he needs to make another one of those two. Instagram? No, it's his, he has two Facebooks. He's got one oh, for okay. his YouTube and one for his personal.
0: And so the YouTube one still works.
1: It still works. He can post to it, like, let me share it to Facebook, et cetera. But he can't, like, go on there and answer any of the comments or anything because it locked him out with his username and password. I guess they were connected nice. or something. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but anyway, nice. we we went on this trip, dude. And I got to tell you, I got back home, and I was so happy because it was so cold out there. It did not get above, like, 40 degrees From the time we got out of the vehicle to the time I got back home.
0: I thought you said it was cold.
1: Cold, dude. Every night it was in like the low 30s, high 20s. And every morning or every day it did not get above 40. And you're outside for three days straight. That's tough. You know what it's really tough on? My little girly hands. (laughs) 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 They're not little. My hands are actually big. but You've got massive hands. (laughs) You know, I think it's the humidity in the air, but in the wintertime, it's so dry, and my hands just crack all open. And I know you deal with some of the same stuff, but my knuckles, they're just white right now, and I wash my hands. Every time I wash them, they want to crack open. So I was just so happy. And does this happen to you? If you have socks on or, like, long sleeves on, you know, for – a long time if we're going backpacking for 3 days, you got socks on pretty much the whole time if it's winter. And I have gloves on almost the whole time unless I'm sleeping cuz I use like those fingerless gloves where you can still use the yeah. tips of your fingers. And when I take them off, my hair is so sore. Your hair? Does this not happen to you? Your hair? Well, I probably asked you about this before on here, but let's talk about it for a second. Yes. So I don't think the hair has any nerves, but dude, where the hair goes into the skin, those follicles is so sore, especially after wearing long sleeves or like a hat is the worst. If I wear a beanie for like two days straight, you know, the second Mm -hmm. day, my hair is so sore.
0: That's I don't know that one. This is That's a real. For me.
1: I'm gonna Google this. This has got to, got to be a real thing. Does your hair get sore?
0: I think you have follicular neuropathy.
1: No, the first one is why does your hair get sore?
0: Follicular neuropathy. I'm is going it, with that. I made it up just now,
1: and it is what I'm gonna call it. It now. sounds legit. It says. It does. Here's what Google says. Hair pain is a real thing. Technically, it's a pain radiating from your scalp to your hair follicles, not your actual strands. But you get the idea. Many everyday stressors can hurt your hair follicles, including stress, naturally, uh, a lack of sleep, and your hair washing schedule. I told not a cold, though. Well, it's not the cold that hurts it. What hurts it is having something against your skin for 24 hours straight. Really? Please comment if you or someone you know suffers from hair soreness. Please comment.
0: Like, this is keeps.com. It's like it's like that mesothelioma
1: commercial. <laughs>
0: If you struggle from hair soreness,
1: (laughs) please contact this number. We got a class action lawsuit against these clothing (laughs) companies (laughs) that's creating this hair soreness. But yeah, dude, my hair, after that trip where it's so cold, uh, it gets so sore. I can't believe that you don't deal with this.
0: No, I've never heard of that. Like, that sounds weird to me. But that's cool. I mean, I'm sure it's real. (laughs)
1: Oh, it's real, man. It Bro. happens if I so, sleep in socks.
0: Okay, enough about hair soreness. You brought up Cherry Creek Lodge. I'm going to shoot straight with you. I love that place, and yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah,
1: let's talk so about, about it. Tell me about
0: Cherry Creek Lodge. Why Why did you bring that place up?
1: Well, it was on the way in on our trip. So we done like a, a clockwise circle for our trail. And Cherry Creek mm-hmm. Lodge was maybe three miles, four miles into our journey on day one. And the guys that I was with, besides Jason, they had never seen or I don't think they had heard of Cherry Creek Lodge. And so oh, wow. we stopped by there, and, you know, there's places to tie up your horses. There was a nice fire going, even though it was inside, and we didn't go in there. There was a smoldering fire behind there. There was horseshoe set up. There was cornhole. Of course, nobody was playing. And we met this lovely couple that was walking back in from a hike. And I think, if I remember right, they were celebrating their Five-year wedding anniversary. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think they're around your age, maybe a little bit younger. And um, I was like, wow, what a wonderful place to spend your wedding anniversary. They had their own little cabin, and they were about to move into one of the main cabins once a party left. Yeah, yeah. Cherry Creek well, Lodge is let, awesome. Let me
0: explain Let me explain what Cherry Creek Lodge is to people who are listening right now. Uh, literally, Cherry Creek Lodge, you cannot get there by car. You either hike in or you come in on horseback. There's only two ways you can get there. Uh, these are primitive cabins. There's no electricity, but they do have fire burning uh, or wood burning fireplaces, stoves in there, mm-hmm. um, and they do family style meals. So everybody goes into a common dining area, and they'll bring in big dishes of food, and you scoop up what you want onto your plate. And uh, it's just a really cool area. They have great. They'll they'll do coffee in the mornings for you. Um, when I was on the Shiloh Trace back in 2018. Um, you've heard, you've probably heard me say multiple times on here. We hiked four straight days at the beginning in rain. After the fourth straight day of rain, we ended up at Cherry Creek Lodge and we spent, we stayed the night in one of the cabins. We just walked onto the camp and we were really, all we were going to do was try and eat. They had some tables set up and we just wanted to sit out of the rain. So we asked if we could sit on the porch and eat our meals and they were letting us do that. And then I told Brian, I said, I will pay for both of us to stay the night here. Because it, it, we, our tents were soaked, our clothes were soaked, everything was wet, and uh, so I talked to the girl that was working there, and I said, "Hey, um, would it be possible for us to stay the night?" It doesn't look like there's anybody here. And she goes, "Well, we don't have any meals or anything," and I was like, "Well, you don't have to feed us. We've got food with us. We just need a place to spend the night and where it's warm." And so uh, she said, "No." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, she's very so kind of like, okay,
0: well, cool. So we started eating and th- then she came back a little bit later and said, Hey, I talked to my manager and, and he said, it's cool. You guys can stay. And, and so we ended up staying and then the manager came down to hang out with us. Really cool guy. Found that I went to college with him and he dated a friend of mine Wow. back in, in college. And so we hung out and uh, we were the first that we were the first uh, cabin to light up a fire the whole season. So he came in and got the fire going yeah. for us. We were able to have um, pipes that send the exhaust out of the, out of the cabin. We were able to put our socks and wet clothes on top of those pipes, and it dried everything out. Um, we were able to leave our tents out overnight, so they were able to dry up. It was awesome. What and then we got God up the team. next morning, and he made us coffee. <laughs> and here's the kicker. I gave him my email address because they didn't take cards or anything, and I didn't have enough cash to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So he goes, yeah, we'll just send you a bill. We'll send it to your email. I never got an email. They basically just let us stay for free. So, um, big fan of Cherokee Creek Lodge. The people that run it are really nice. And uh, it's actually, I think it's owned by the Big South Fork.
1: Yeah, there's uh Or the
0: National Forest Service, one of the two. It's, not National Forest Service. The, um, Was it the U.S.
1: Department of- Forestry. Is that what it is? I don't know. There was some, let me tell you something that you may not know because it's related. Mm-hmm. I went there for the first time and had never heard it's of the agriculture,
0: place. U.S. Department of Agriculture. Okay. I think that's what it is. Sorry.
1: Oh, no, you're good. I went there for the first time with my father-in-law, and, you know, he's he's telling me some stories about it, and I was like, I've never been here before. And he said, you know, there there's actually vehicles parked down there right now because it's the employees, but they hike in. Obviously, the ones that drove the vehicles didn't hike in, but some park at the trailhead and hike in. There's a a mile of trailhead that's a mile away instead of the long way, which is we parked at Twin Arches, a different spot. But my father-in-law said, as we were walking down to it, he said, you know, where we're walking right now, there's a gate down here. But used to, whenever he was a little younger, he said that anybody that wanted to could drive down the gravel road all the way down to Cherokee Creek and park down there. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so apparently I know there's
0: a road. I know there's a road right there, and then you can get off there, and you can. Of course, you can't drive there anymore. But there's a road that comes down, and then you've got the hike down to the bridge.
1: Mm-hmm. And you come I know from, about that. You can come from three different directions. So most people come across that bridge, like you were just saying. Which um.
0: Which I got a great story about that bridge when we get this. We get a second.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about it because uh, <laughs> I had all the guys get on that bridge. And I was just yeah. shaking it back and forth, man. I was jumping. I was <laughs> I was trying to tear that sucker down. I was seeing how much I could give it. And uh, Jason was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was just having the time <laughs> of my life, man, that board, that bridge swinging back and forth three or four feet.
0: I believe it. I believe it. No, I was, uh, of course, until I, it was raining. It was wet. And I was wearing ultra lone peaks. And, uh. Sneak peek, I've got a video coming out in a few weeks that's going to, I'm going to talk about some of my biggest disappointments in backpacking gear Mm -hmm. and Ultra Lone Peaks are up on that list. But uh, one of the things I hated about them is they slid on anything. Really? Like, I never could get grip with those, the ones I had. If there was any kind of slickness to it, I'm going down. I probably fell more times wearing Ultra Lone Peaks than I did any other shoe I had. Anyways, so we're on the bridge and we're walking across it. And my feet go out from underneath me. Just completely slide out from underneath
1: On me. the bridge?
0: On the bridge, because it's a big wooden bridge. And it was yeah. slick because of the rain. So my feet go out from underneath me. Luckily, I was wearing my backpack. So when I fell backwards, I landed on my pack. <laughs> and and just I landed, and it was kind of like like a beetle. You know, like they have the big...
1: <laughs> yeah, I imagine a backpack. turtle. Yeah.
0: So I landed. I just kind of sat there. And my arms are... Actually, hanging off the sides of my backpack, I'm just <laughs> laying there. And Brian goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I think so." And so, uh, got up. I was fine. But man, that bridge was slick. <laughs> yeah, it those wood so boards stinking slick.
1: Yeah, it's above a it's above a creek or a river through there, and I'm sure yep. the you know that moisture is always just sitting on them, making them slick and mossy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You want to? So I, I bit it hard on that bridge.
1: Well. Um, we went through there before, me and Jason, and he didn't get to see the bridge. And then we went on all trails, which I know a lot of people that we've uh, commented back and forth with on here are not a fan of the all trails. I will say Gaia uh, for
0: the win. I'm going to put that out there.
1: I'm trying to get on there. And There's uh, a
0: lot of people have <laughs> commented how much they love Gaia.
1: Jason had found out that there's a suspension bridge, and he's like, "We got to check it out." And I was like, "Dude, I know exactly where it is. It's like right next to Cherokee Creek Lodge. We're gonna pass it on the way between Cherokee Creek Lodge and our campsite." You want to hear us? You want to hear about us uh, breaking the law on the Ooh. on day two?
0: Ooh, you got rebellious on this trip, huh?
1: <laughs> well, it was an accident, and I don't know if we were technically right. breaking the law. But (laughs) it is an accident. So day two, we went to check out Slave Falls, which honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Slave Falls. Um, I was a lot more, I had disappointing memories from it before because I think every time I went there, maybe it wasn't after rain and it's not a huge, it's a big, big area and it's a long Mm -hmm. waterfall, but it's not a whole lot of water unless it's really, really rained. It's not a whole lot of water that comes off of it. It's more just like a cliff yeah. with water dropping off. And we, we went over there and, uh, there was some water run and we climbed around, had some fun. And I said, dude, we have to go check out needle arch. So three out of the four of us, we went on to needle arch, uh, Mike, he headed on back toward camp. And so we got over to needle arch and I said, dude, how awesome is this? We have to get a picture on top of this. And so I said, Jason, take my phone, um, and see if you can set it up and do the front facing camera and just click record. And you could set it on my backpack here a ways away from the needle arch. And then you set it up, lean it against the backpack and I'll just screenshot from the video, you know, export a frame or something. Yeah. And then we'll have a good picture of all three of us hanging out up there. So he finagled it and got it to set up the right frame and everything. And then all three of us, we climbed up on that arch. You know, we were on top of the world. You're standing 15, 20 feet up on top of this awesome thin arch. You know, you feel like a man. You're looking at the camera. Yeah. And then we climbed down and um, I grabbed the camera and I look. And I'm like, well, there's a sign right next to us. And I turn around and look at the sign: <laughs> "Do not climb or get on top of the arch." <laughs> I mean, we had to pass so that sign to get up there. Are you
0: posting that to YouTube?
1: <laughs> well, I haven't. I haven't exactly posted that one. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I might keep that one just for myself. I don't know. <laughs>
0: you, you knew that was there.
1: No, we I, we had you're to have walked right past it, but I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or I was just so excited, and I was like, "We got to you know, get a picture gonna, up here."
0: We're not. I'm gonna have to find a new co-host now because you're gonna be in jail. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'll be in jail, but <laughs> <laughs> we had to get under the arch. It started snowing on us. It started snowing on us. We had to hang out under the arch. You know, oh, get out man, of the precipitation. What a fun trip, though, man. It's, yeah, dude. <laughs> Sounds like
0: it. Sounds like it. Well, it's such a cool place. The Big South Fork is kind of one of those uh, hidden gems
1: uh-huh. that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah,
0: and uh, I think when people get down there, it's just like they're like, wait, "Wait,
1: where did this come from?"
0: You know, you just you just don't know unless you've been there.
1: Yeah, if anybody wants to check it out, I would say start with the Honey Creek Loop. You'll get to climb on those ropes and ladders and all that cool stuff. And have you climbed all the way up to that overlook? Yeah. 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 So.
0: Now, one of the things I'll tell you too is is you've got the East Coast John Muir Trail.
1: Yes, that is right. I was I was telling the guys about that while we were out there because you're in Big South Fork, you're doing quite a bit of that.
0: Yeah, you're. I mean, it connects with the Sheltowee Trace. It connects with that Honey Creek Loop that you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind um, of overlaps a little bit. It's just a,
0: it's just a really cool trail too. It's not super long. You do it a weekend easy. It's maybe like thirty-five miles. Does that sound right? I think it's a little more.
1: I think I've done 40 to 45 of it, but I don't know where it ends at. I started on one end. I know the starting point, I believe, on the east side of it. And then I went west, but I think that it keeps going. Like, it crosses over, what is that, Highway 157 there? Once it crosses over there, I don't know how far it keeps going. Like, there's Pickett State Park, and it's above Pickett State Park. And it just keeps going. I think that's Scott County, Tennessee. It's right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. Are you able to find any information on it? Because
0: yeah, I'm looking at some stuff right now for it. Um, I
1: couldn't find anything really good about it. It's well marked. What's really cool is the tra- the blazes on it.
0: Yeah, they're John Muir.
1: Yeah, the it's like a blue silhouette of him. They're really really cool. I wish I wish we could order one of those. I don't think anybody oh, sells them but I think that'd be a cool decoration or like a Christmas tree ornament.
0: What'd I put you put John Muir in Kentucky? It's actually in Tennessee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely Tennessee in there, but man, you know, I'm not a big Tennessee it's 20 guy. point. It's 20.7 miles. No, that is not right. There's no way that that's,
0: that's what it is. And I'm seeing on three different things.
1: I'm going to die. Easy
0: 20 mile hike, 20 mile stretch one of them is from TennesseeVacation.com. One's from Backpacking Light. The other from Wikipedia. You know you got to trust that one.
1: Um, I don't know which one of those I trust the least, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. One of them from REI. REI. They have something about uh, John Muir Trail in Tennessee. Looks like it. Dude, there's no way that's right, because I've walked I've walked it. Here's
0: another one, exploringchat.com, John Muir Trail, 21 miles.
1: I'm just not buying it. I'll die on this hill. Well,
0: you may die pretty quick, because, I mean, everything I'm seeing is saying the same number of miles. I lived it, though. Chattanooga Times Free Press. This is from a, a the Chattanooga newspaper, the 21-mile John Muir National Recreational Trail.
1: Well, I don't know what to say other than maybe there's a possibility that those were written before it's extended or something. But, like, I know that I walked a lot, and it was no 21 miles. I was out there for four days, and I followed the blue blazes. Like, it's a blue silhouette of him. Well, for blue blazes. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about not, blue blazing like on the AT, though. I'm not talking <laughs> about off-trails.
0: <laughs> Everything everything is saying 21 miles, man. I don't know what else to tell you.
1: I think we'll have to revisit Even this. the
0: Cherokee Hiking Club from uh, Benton, Tennessee is saying the same thing.
1: Still dying here. <laughs> I uh, feel like I'm dying a death of a thousand cuts right now. Every time you say something, I just, <laughs> just get another little another little slice in there, don't I?
0: I refuse to bow down. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, what's meaning? Uh,
0: everything I'm I'm reading is, is, is twenty twenty to twenty-one miles, twenty point seven.
1: Well, I don't know why I have it in my mind 40 something miles then. Maybe we done part of the shell toe and then hopped on that or something, but I was definitely out there. We were gonna do a five dayer, I think. And we well, got done I know early. the
0: John Muir trail um weaves like the, the shell toe and it weave together a lot. So yeah, it coincides. There's some. a chance that you were just kind of going between the trails.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I did videos of it. It was my first ever videos on my YouTube channel. I no, should see you were
0: inexperienced.
1: <clears throat> no no, that was just the first videos. That wasn't the first trip.
0: Now no. you were still inexperienced.
1: Oh, definitely, man. I'm still green.
0: Yeah. No, you're not.
1: Oh no, you're not. yeah. No, There's... you're
0: not. You gotta stop that stuff.
1: Well, in comparison to some, very, very green. I mean well, look at some. If you do these...
0: that, then we'll never be any good. It'll, like... As long as there's an Andrew Skirko, we're all terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Triple Crowners makes man. me sick.
0: It's insane, dude. Insane. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Dixie got married over the fall? She's now Dixie. She's a Jessica Hawkins now.
1: Yes, congratulations to her, Mills. man. That's wonderful. Yeah, she
0: is. She has to be one of the nicest people we've ever had on this on this podcast ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she's very very sweet, and you know I'm. I don't know if I'm friends with her on Facebook or if I follow her page or what, but so the stuff that she posts pops up in my algorithm on Facebook. And I love it because I, I don't know if you've seen she makes these posts about her grandmother. Cause I kept wondering oh, yeah? I was like, who is this lady? She kept she kept calling her abuela, which is grandma in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, she her grandma looks very Latino and Dixie. She looks about as white as I am, but <laughs> I said, where is this abuela coming from? But she's always posting this stuff. Like my abuela said, blah, 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 blah. And it's like the dialogue and it's the most funny stuff. So if anybody else has access to it, I'd highly encourage you to, to check out those posts. Cause I always get a good chuckle out of
0: them. Oh, I'd say so too. So, okay. So let's get this straight. You did, you did twin arches. The twin you hiked arches. Past, you hike past uh, Chair Creek Lodge. Broke the law.
1: Broke the law. But I camped before then. And dude, I, I forgot to tell you about the bear. There Damn. was a bear. There was a bear. Okay. And a so sea bear. Last time that Jason and I camped at Jake's place, um, the same spot that we camped at this time, we set up, and um, you know, the next morning we hung our food too. I said, dude. This is heavy bear country. I've seen bears not not <clears throat> at this campsite before. Excuse me, but I saw one down the gravel road. So if you park at Cherry Creek and walk, and you know you got to take a gravel road to get to the trailhead, about four miles from that trailhead that we had passed, Bridget had saw a bear whenever we were walking there, and we stopped, and it was like staring at her eye to eye. You know we scared it off or run off or whatever. Well, I said, dude, we got to hang our uh, food bags because. There's definitely bears around here. I've seen them. So we hang our food bags, and the next day we get up, and about, I don't know, 40 feet from where our hammocks were, there was brand new bear poop. I mean, fresh. Really? Yep. And uh, I said, gosh, it's a good thing we hung our bear bags. So this trip, I said, everybody make sure you bring bear line because we got four guys. We got heavy food. It's wintertime, we're not walking far. You know, you can only put so much food on one line. Yeah. And we, hung our, we hung our bear bags, and right before we were about to, you know, head on to, well, I guess it's just getting dark. There's another guy that came through. We only saw two or three people the whole time. We're sitting there around the fire, and it's starting to get dark. And the guy's, I guess he's heading back to his vehicle. And he said, Did y'all see the bear? And we said, What bear? He said, I'm talking. 10, 15, 20-minute walk down the trail, which is exactly where we were heading the next day, he said that he had ran across the bear. And so we were all giddy and excited to get up the next morning and walk down there. So we hung our food bags, we went to bed, got up the next morning and walked. Man, we saw all kinds of signs of bear but could not spot him. I mean, we passed, I bet, five piles of poop. And one of them real fresh, you could see the nuts and you know the berries and stuff in there. Never <laughs> got you, to like, see it. it. <laughs> yeah, tasted Did it. Get in yep. there with like mm. a stick and like. Is that acorn all the berries in it and stuff? <laughs> Raspberry. <laughs> yep, that's bef- That's definitely bear dog. I mean, you do what you got to do, man. Yeah, you do what you got to do. I wish we could have seen him. You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll catch some flack for that. I like seeing bears as long as they don't attack me, but gives you a story. I do too. You know. But oh, homeboy, he got to see it. We never did. So, what are you going to do?
0: In some ways, that's probably
1: good. Yeah, he didn't come take our food, and that was the best part, because I yeah. had a lot of chocolate. A lot. A lot of those Christmas. <laughs> My stocking that was That surprises stuffed.
0: me. That really surprises me. <laughs> you would have chocolate with me. I, I, I had, can't even believe it happened.
1: I had peanut butter m ms Lindor. I had a whole, almost a whole box of those Mercy chocolates. You've seen those big square ones that's got the... Man, you're crushing me right now. Oh, okay, man.
0: so so for those who haven't been listening the last few weeks, uh, I've been on a diet for what uh, since October.
1: Yeah, how's it so, going, man?
0: You lost? I'm, I'm down 40, 47 pounds. Oh, nice. Since October, forty seven pounds, um, and I just can't over. If I oh, I overate this week one night, can I tell you what the next day was like? Oh, was it miserable? Pure misery. Yeah, yep. pure misery. So the the what I'm doing is medical, uh medical. And so I, I have shots that I take uh every week. And they're great because they teach you if you eat what you're not supposed to eat, you pay for it. So yep. and and I definitely paid for it. But man, when you're talking sitting there talking about chocolate, <sighs> oh, just Rambles. going, dude, <gasps> this isn't fair. I want to eat that chocolate. Can I have some chocolate?
1: You know, I tell you who's got it going on. Is Reese's. Them people have a special Reese's for everything. I checked our candy bowl here at the house last night. Yeah. Valentine's Day Reese's in there. Bridget had got some, I guess, at Kroger and filled up the candy bowl, and they are peanut butter and chocolate hearts. Yeah, and they're pink though, which is a little bit weird. I didn't want the pink chocolate. I'd rather have the, you know, regular or white chocolate, but whatever. It I still didn't taste the it. same either. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay, but I don't you know. what my I... kids
0: got for Christmas
1: that I love? What's that? Whoppers. Oh, you like the malted milk balls. Dude, yeah. Do you like Whoppers? That used to be my go-to for the theater. Every Man, time I, I go, Whoppers. I get one of those big boxes. You know, one of those $25 boxes of Whoppers at the theater. $25? <laughs> they cost more than <laughs> <Yeah>. the tickets.
0: <laughs> you know? and there's like 17 of them in there. Like <laughs> we... the box is one-third full.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I'm telling you. The movies man
0: like that my dad that was always his favorite candy like was when the, i was a kid and so i just whoppers? ate them all the time and i haven't had them in forever and my kids each got a big box of them for christmas this year
1: uh uh-huh.
0: i might have cheated a little bit
1: well you gotta sneak a walk you gotta pay the or dad tax on, there man
0: they're whoppers dude yeah dad tax the crap out of those things
1: <laughs> dad you got double dad tax on the whoppers i don't Oh play yeah
0: with. man gotta get the dad tax on the whoppers they're awesome <laughs> so, oh man so you think, uh, you think you'd be heading back down to the Big South Fork anytime soon?
1: Um, well, maybe in February. I'm not sure. I try to keep it pretty local in the wintertime because it's starting to get light um, later and later. but Or maybe it's getting um, light earlier in the day or something. I don't know. But we're getting more daylight. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to spring. But the further I have to drive, the less backpacking I get to do. So oh, yeah, we're Big South Fork. I think it's about an hour and 20 minutes from my house, maybe a little more, a little less. So that's better than driving three hours somewhere because then you get the extra time to set up camp and stuff after work, that kind of thing.
0: Although we need to get down to uh, the Savage Gulf.
1: Yes, man.
0: We got to get down there, man. I keep talking about it. We've, we've got to get down there. It's a place in Tennessee too, and it's it's got so many waterfalls, man. The views and the waterfalls are supposed to be unreal. Yeah. So,
1: we'll have to do a little more research. I'd definitely like to check out that. I've already whole got a whole area. trip planned. Oh, you already got it planned?
0: I, I had I had campsites running and everything, and there were three of us going and two of the guys dropped the other two guys had to drop out the week of.
1: Mm. Can't count on and them, man.
0: I don't know the area well enough to go by myself.
1: Yeah, it's a different experience doing the solo backpacking. For sure. Yeah,
0: I, I I like to solo backpack, but I I like to do that more when I'm in an area I know fairly well.
1: Yeah, and I like to solo backpack, um, only for one night. You know, yeah. I get a little lonely, yeah. and I I just have so much fun with my friends. But the solo backpacking, you know, I I kind of did it on the long trail, but mm-hmm. I still you still are camping with people at the shelters and stuff, so there's people to talk to, yeah. but Solo backpacking, it, it doesn't get more fun than going out there doing a solo trip and being somewhere where you can watch a football or basketball game, and it's fall time. And you Oh, know, yeah. You lay in your hammock, maybe watch a movie, get some good, yeah, good man. hammock time. Oh, man, it's the
0: best. So, hey, we are two weeks away from episode number
1: 200. Oh, yeah, we're at 198 right now, the extravaganza. We are, we are
0: getting close. This is episode 198. So we are two weeks away. And Jeremiah, I haven't even told you this yet, but I'm not gonna announce it, but I'm gonna tell you, I might have lined up a couple guests for after that episode.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I don't know who it is yet.
0: One who is uh who has hiked some big trails and has some FKTs under their belt and potentially might be going for another one. Oh, all right, all right. So I got great... that I got got that guest coming up and potentially another one that uh if the if I hear back from him soon we'll be getting that all lined up. But yeah, dude. We got some cool stuff coming. Oh, I'm so excited. Very cool stuff coming. I've seen some and, comments. Uh,
1: People are uh, looking for some live streams. We're going to live stream that 200.
0: We're going to live stream it, and we want you to, rem- like, keep your favorite memories. Tell us your favorite memories from uh, the last, what, three years? This is, yeah, we, we start year four right now. Like, this is the beginning of year four
1: yeah, of the podcast. And, you know, we... Uh, we got the comments and stuff we we try to interact with you guys before we get off here I did want to mention our poll from uh a couple weeks ago about fear
0: yeah we got a second that to talk out? we
1: have a second to talk about that or do you want to talk more about the episode two hundred well let's hear about it okay so I'll just be real quick on here um I listed one two three four five six different things that you could click. One of them was other, though, so I'm not sure what these people, 20% of people had a fear other than the ones I listed. But leading the pack, 25.7% had this fear. What do you think it is, John? Do you think it is getting lost, wild animals, other people, injury, or the dark? What led
0: the pack on the fears? It's either getting lost or injury is my guess.
1: Well, injury came in second place at 23%. At about 26%, other people led the pack. People, according to our records. Other people? This is crowdsourced, John. This is legitimate. Wow. Other that's not people. the
0: answer I would have gone with. That's that's interesting.
1: And, you know, people that uh, typically people that bring firearms on trail, their number one reason, at least I've been told this, You know, anytime that I have this conversation with people, is they're bringing it for protection from other people, not so much wild animals, unless maybe you're there out west, and you know it's more for bears or cougars or something. But, yep, other people. Second place was injury. Uh, We have a tie for third place: wild animals and getting lost, both at about eleven and a half percent.
0: Really, that's interesting. I figured getting lost would have been one or two. That's interesting.
1: Well. That just goes to show you how good at navigating our audience is, John.
0: We have a navigationally uh robust
1: viewership. Absolutely. And listenership. And then that's, in last place, at eight and a half percent approximately the dark. Eight and a half percent of people are scared of the dark. Easy solution for that one though. Wear a headlamp. Wear a headlamp. Problem solved. Wear two headlamps. Got Three it. headlamps if you want. Bring a flood lamp put one on each shoe and you can light yeah. up the ground in front of you
0: get a glow in the dark vest <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know a thing.
1: <laughs> so that was our poll thanks everybody for interacting on the yeah. uh, spotify for podcasters there
0: yeah and uh, like we said in a couple weeks tune in to our our 200th anniversary celebration well not 200th anniversary 200th episode Two hundred years. Been around for two hundred years. Two hundred years uh-huh. of podcast. It's our bicentennial episode.
1: <laughs> we're the oldest podcasters alive.
0: We're the only podcasters <laughs> who were around two hundred years ago when there were no iPods. <laughs> so, no, this is gonna. It's been. It's been a fun couple years or four years, three years, whatever it's been. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what we got coming next. So, uh, Jeremiah, are you ready to sign this thing off and? Uh, start gearing up for two weeks from now
1: yes thank you everybody for listening we love you guys i've had a fun time
0: yeah thanks so much for tuning in to the backpacking podcast we'll catch you guys on the next one
1: adios folks